Welcome to Listen With Your Eyes, the show that is heard, not seen. I'm your host, the blind guy, Callum Brennan, and on this podcast, we'll be discussing what it's like to live with a disability. Let's get started. Joining me today is my brilliant guest, Liv Wilson. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for um, having me on. Yeah, no problem. Thank you for coming on. And for those who would have listened to the last episode, they may be uh, glad to hear or disappointed, but either way, I'm back to asking the questions and having someone else in the uh, hot seat as it were so if we start at the beginning live uh, you know where are you from where do you live so <clears throat> i'm from um a small town near birmingham cool. um yeah that's good stuff and uh, as far as your blindness were you born with it yes i've, I've got a condition called um retinopathy of, of prematurity right and um, because i was born at 23 weeks and so my eyes um open 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 too early so they, they didn't form properly right um but i've got um light light um perception so i can i can tell when it's light and dark and i can like it's it's pretty good um okay can see that's good stuff and, and you you find the light perception part useful then because i know some people don't think much of it um yeah i do yeah um like it, it, it's quite useful for like orientating myself in a room like i can see where a window is um uh, <clears throat> okay that's... yeah when i'm traveling they use it sometimes okay that's good I'm sure um, you mentioned travelling there. I'm sure we will uh, talk more about that uh, later. But just to clarify again, you're saying uh, your blindness was a result of your premature birth, so it's not like it's inherited. There's no, you know, no one in your family previously. No. No. No, it's not inherited. Yeah. No, it's just thought I'd clarify that but so when it came to growing up did you go to mainstream education yes i went to mainstream education um through prime um from primary school through to year, year 11 secondary school okay and then i went to a specialist school for the blind okay right and which one was that the specialist school that is um New, New College Worcester. Okay. I guess um, before we get to your ex- your time there, uh, when it came to um, primary school first, like how was your experience there? Like when it came to accessibility and such things like that. Um, it was um, 
really good. Like, I um, <clears throat> I had a, 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 a really good um, VI support team, um, like they, they program work. Um, they um, taught me Braille and taught me um, IT, IT skills as well. Um, yeah, it was really good. Okay, that's that's good. That's you know, glad to hear that. And like when it came to the social side, were you all right with you know meeting people in primary? Um, yeah, because um, we were like in in uh, I think there was two or three classes per year. Right. We didn't really move around that much, so um, it was really easy, easy to meet people and be friends with them. And I, I was friends with people in my year and people in the year below and above as well. So I had a really good group of friends at primary school. Sure. And I, you mentioned they're like not necessarily having to do much for moving around, but when it came to, you know, your mobility, were you using the cane? Um, yeah, I was, yeah. Um, from about six. Okay. Yeah. And are you are you still a cane user now? Yeah, I am. Yeah. That's fair. Is I'm there... hoping to get a, 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 a guide dog at some point, but right. <laughs> that hasn't happened yet. So. Uh, that's fair. Is that a case of have you not applied yet? Um, I. I, I have, but I I I need to learn reads first, and because I keep because right. um, I only applied. I think two years ago and so I was living in Worcester at the time for uni sure um so I, I didn't really have time to learn a lot of routes there and then then I moved to Birmingham for uni for uni so I've sort of moved around before I could sort of learn all the routes I needed to that's fair so when it came to doing your work were you a brailist um yeah I was um up until i think high school uh, when i started to use a, a laptop full time but b b before then i was i was always a realist okay that's good uh did you learn to braille from a young age as well then um yeah yes yeah, so I, I i learned braille when i was um four right <clears throat> when when the, when the other children were learning to handwrite, sure. Um, but it's it's just like well, for for me, it it was like um, it was no no different than, than them learning to read print. Really, it wasn't hard because it was just the same. Um, I di I didn't know any differently, so. It wasn't really hard yeah. in that sense. Sure, you know, I, I get that because I would. Obviously, my situation differs to yours as far as like when I started to learn due to, um, not being bl born blind. But when people would ask me, you know, oh, how do you braille? I would just, you know, not in a horrible way, but I would retort to them by saying, "How do you write?" Because yeah, it it is the exactly. same principle. Yeah, same yeah, it is exactly the same. 
Not exactly. So, were you a fan of like reading Braille? Were you okay with that? And did you have like plenty of files and books to lug around? Um, yeah, I did. Yeah, I, I had loads of books um, as, as, as a child. I always read and still do now. Um, but yeah, I had. Um, I book for school. I, I I used to get books from the um, RNIB library as well. Right. Um, in Braille. Okay. You mentioned you still have some now, like so. You still read Braille? No. Um. I I meant books. Oh, I see what you mean. So okay. Yeah. Okay. But as in what audio books? Um. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. And that. At any point, did you start using the Braille note taker instead of the Perkins? Um, I, 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 I sort of um, tried to learn it, I think, when I was like nine, but um, it, it didn't really, um, I, I didn't really get very far with it. And, and I, I'm, I'm not even sure why now when I, when I look back. Um, I'm really, I, I don't know why. Um, but no, I just went from a brailer to using a laptop sure and as far as like learning to touch type did you uh, do so alongside brailing or was it a bit later that you first learned um i think i started typing year five or six so like nine or ten but i I think i'd already learned most of my brain at that point yeah sure um so it's kind of like a next step thing okay so you mentioned that uh primary uh wasn't too bad when it came to uh going into secondary were things still pretty good there with accessibility and socially um they they were um up until year year 10 um so in, in terms of um accessibility um mm-hmm. that was good all the way through um i so i had the same uh, vi support team all throughout my my school school years um so that wasn't a problem right. but um socially um year 10 um my friends sort of drift, drifted apart really um, and then I didn't right. really make new ones um, until I went um, to New College Worcester. Right. Okay. So when it came to, you know, um, doing your exams, did you get on all right with all of them? Um. Yes, actually. <laughs> um yeah, I had I had a hundred percent extra time. Extra time, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah and I I got um, pretty good grades um, in the end. That's that's good to hear. And like at that point, your exams was it? It was still. You, they were all done in braille um right? yeah they were yeah. 
yes, I, I, I'd read the paper and then type them, type the answers up. Sure. Um, apart from that. Yeah. Okay. What What did you do in you said apart from maths? What What was done differently in maths? Um, I well my answers, and it was the same in French and German as well. Okay, that's fair. So, what led to you deciding to go to New College Worcester instead of, say, a mainstream sixth form or college? Um, main, mainly the the social aspect, to be honest, and also the in, indif- independence that I'd gained from that as well. Um, okay. Yeah, that was the biggest, biggest factor for me. All right, that's... Mm. Fair enough. Uh, how did you find out about uh, New College Worcester? Um, fr- from a, 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 a VI camp I went on, um, one of my friends there mentioned it and she said that she um, was looking at applying and I was sort of like, what is it? So I sort of, when I got back, I sort of told my parents about it and they had a look and then we sort of started the process off. Sure. Applying. Okay. So it's not like you knew about it before secondary school because they do, um, you know, they have the students of that age group as well. Yeah, they do. Um, but no, I, I I didn't know anything about it until my year ten, really. Yeah. Okay. It may be hard to say um, now with hindsight or not, but do you think if you had known about it, you would have gone for secondary school? Um, I don't think so. Um, but I, I'm 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 glad that I did it the way I did it now because I think I think it was the best thing for me to do. Like, sure. um, I I I don't like the idea of being um in a blind school for like seven years. Mm. Um. Like I, I, I'm really, I'm really glad that I experienced a mainstream secondary school first. Yeah. And um, before moving to sixth form. Well, that's fair enough. Uh, so, when going to uh, NCW, what did you study? Um, I studied psychology, sociology, and health and social care. Okay. And you, um, like, how did you get on with them? Eh. Uh... Not very well in the end. Um, I I only got like D's and E's, um, but um, I, I really enjoyed the the subjects themselves. I, I just really struggle with exams. Like, I find exams really difficult, even with the extra time. I, I just I don't know. <laughs> I just I just can't do exams. Okay. Um, so so it's not like you would um, blame uh, the college itself for you know it's not. It's not like they didn't support you plenty. Um, no, I, I mean the the what the, there were some teachers that were that weren't that great. Right. But um, I had pretty good teachers. Like my psychology and sociology teacher was was really good. Um. Okay. Yeah, it was more sort of. That's fair enough. No. Sure. So when um. Uh, when being there, you mentioned about uh, 
using a laptop more uh did that coincide with that i know um say the royal national college for the blind where i went uh they did it skills um was that something you were able to work on whilst there um no because i or or already had um quite good it it skills when i went there um it it was more that um because i for gcse i did well how to do maths but i also did um french and german and for those it's much easier to use braille uh, whereas at at in sixth form i didn't need to use braille so Really easy that okay. much. That's fair enough. And uh, you mentioned about the a uh, uh, big reason for going was uh, for the independence. Uh, did you uh, get you know a lot out of doing the like independent living skills? Um, I got a lot out of of um, boarding, but not not so much like learning the independent skills. Um, it was more like um, doing it myself and being in an environment with other people that were also doing it, which is really helpful. Because sure. um, I don't know what it was like at RNC, but at um, New College, you had to like um, like be signed off skills before you could like technically do them yourself. Right. Um, and like I, I was never signed off anything, um, but like I, I still did them anyway. Sure. Um, I'm, I'm pretty sure. So yeah. yeah, I'm pretty sure you didn't have to be signed off at RNC. I'm, I, I think, uh, I think with uh, students actually who attended both, that's um, I suppose uh, one thing that they found frustrating being at uh, NCW in comparison to RNC. Yeah, uh, definitely. Yeah, because it, it's you shouldn't you shouldn't have to be signed off a skill to be allowed to do it. I think it's ridiculous. No, I'd agree. Um, so when it came to like uh, mobility, did you manage to learn your like way into the sea centre of Worcester or like like around um, the town? Not, not really. Um, at, at school, um, like like they, they, I don't know, like they don't really teach it to you very well. Um, right. I know that doesn't make sense. Like, because they, they, they would like drive. Like, if we, if we, if we wanted to learn a week round town, mm-hmm. they'd drive us in, and then we wouldn't necessarily know like where we were starting from. Sure. So it, it was really hard to like sort of learn my way around town, right. but. When I went to uni in Worcester, um, I, I learned um, quite quite a lot of, of the city centre, which is really nice. Sure. Did you have like a a mobility instructor f- when you were at the uni then, or? Um, yeah, and I also contacted um, guide dogs and got mobility from them as well, which nice. is really useful. Okay, so. So I guess move on to your time at uni. You mentioned you stayed in Worcester. Was that like intentional, or was that just a case of you know what uni you could get into? 
Um, no, um, it, it, I, I didn't actually want to stay in Worcester at all. No. Um, I wanted to go to York, but um, okay. I didn't get the grades for that at all. So I, I went to Worcester and did a foundation degree in child and adolescent mental health, right. which now I can't imagine doing anything else. Like it was probably the best degree I could ever do, including what I'm doing now. Um, yeah, yeah, I can't imagine doing that in another degree. That's fair enough. Uh, you say it's found so it's a foundation degree. That so, how many years was that for? Um, it was for two years, but then the top up was one year, which you had to apply for, which I did. So it was three years, but I took four years because I failed my first year spectacularly, as I did um, first year in NCW. So I, th- I think this happens to be first years. Okay. Is that again? Do you think that's a result of you not being? F- I, I don't know, in, in the first year, did you have exams? Is that a reason or was it, did you underestimate the uh, the leap in work? Um, my first year at, at, at school, I didn't really work that hard. So, right. and, and we had exams, that, but both of those things um, meant that I sort of failed, failed the year. Um, in uni, um, sorry, no, it's all right. Um, we, we, we didn't have exams, but um, I find it really hard to like get motivated to work. Um, sure, I, it, it was quite hard, sort of referencing, and sure, that's yeah. that's fair enough. That, um, when you, as far as being at the uni, like, did you find the support team good though? Um, it was all right. I mean, I had I had a, a note taker and sighted guide, um, which is really useful. Um, but it it wasn't as much as as being at NCW because sure. the, the the thing that. Um, although it was really good, I was really happy there. I had loads of friends in terms of um, educationally, because everything is given to you. Like the the teachers would email you the work. Um, they, they'd obviously prepare the work beforehand. You mm-hmm. don't really learn to advocate what you need, which I found really really hard to do at uni. Because suddenly for three years. I hadn't I hadn't had to do any of that, and then suddenly I was sort of thrown into like having to tell my lecturers what I needed and what support I needed. I needed, sure. and I found that really difficult. No, that's fair enough. Uh, you mentioned uh, having a note taker and a sighted guide. Was that uh, provided through the uh, disability student allowance? Uh, yeah, it was. Okay. Yeah. No, that's fair enough. And uh, just to uh, uh, remind me, uh, what was it that your foundation degree was in? Um, child and adolescent mental health. Okay, and was that a case of what you could, what degree you could get onto, or like? Because I know you mentioned you liked psychology and sociology, so was you know, something that you were interested in? 
Um, yes, I, I I knew that I wanted to um, do something involving um, mental health, mm-hmm. um, but I, I didn't really know what. And I applied originally to York to do um, a, a, a similar degree, um, children, young people, and families. Um, sure. I, I didn't get onto that, and then I um, found the one at Worcester and sort of thought. Yeah, this this looks like something I want to do. Um, okay, that's that's yeah. fair. And, and like you mentioned, like as far as like getting into uh, the city centre and stuff, uh, you know, it was better for you when you're at uni. Like, what kind of things were you doing like when going out? Like, was it just you know, you know, out with friends in a clubbing sense to pubs to restaurants? cinema um i do go clubbing quite quite a lot right. um, especially my second and, and third year sure um not 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 so much last year obviously but um, mm-hmm. yeah I, I did do that a lot but i also went um to um get food to um restaurants um i i, I loved um Plus, we've got a river, and I used to love to like walk over the bridge and just go into town and go for a walk. Really, well, that's fair enough. Uh, so, when it came to you mentioned the clubbing, and I guess you know some people may be uh, curious to know, like uh, you know how that was for you, like you know, and like I don't know where you, I guess. It may sound silly to us, but were you at all nervous when f- first doing it? <laughs> so um, I, I know that a lot of blind people don't like clubbing. Um, I'm I'm not one of those people at right. all. Um, I, I love I love music. I love um, being somewhere with lots of people. Um, I, I I love like getting up and dancing. So it's like it's like the perfect environment for me. Um, sure. No, I, 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 I wasn't nervous really because I, I went out with my flatmates and we all sort of like went out together. Um, the, the only thing I do find difficult in clubs, like if I went like by myself, um, is it, it's really hard to tell where my friends are if I'm not with them because obviously like it's really hard to hear. So like if I'm with a, a good group of friends and we're all like together then I, I really enjoy it but it, it is hard sure. um when you haven't got that because obviously it's really hard to hear but i still really enjoyed it that's fair and i guess like do you have normally take your cane with you um yeah i did but i i, I didn't really use it like when, when we got in there would you normally like grab someone's arm yeah yeah, uh, yeah, and yeah for a guide yeah okay. yeah that's fair enough I have to say I like unlike you I do have like some sight in my right eye and um, you know I did go clubbing a bit for the first couple of years after turning 18 Uh, and I think I always found it pretty loud to be honest but you know I enjoyed you know nine times out of ten the I guess the social aspect yeah definitely uh, even though i always found it a bit 
odd when you would bump into someone who you know who you knew from school when they would try and have a conversation with you in the club because again oh yeah it's, it's <laughs> so, impossible yeah it's so loud it's yeah like you said it's pretty much impossible but that was uh much to my um i think um my wife's uh chagrin um it was uh, something I did for a couple of years and then out of my system and nowadays I really do not feel up to it. Uh, you know, much rather spend a night in than I would on the yeah. dance floor. That's just uh, for me personally. <clears throat> but Yeah, and I, I, I don't think um, the pandemic's... Um... I mean, yeah, I think it's I mean, made it harder. I mean, yeah, definitely currently, but I mean, even before the pandemic, for me, like pretty much, what? Because I, so I'd say around like twenty twenty one, I was sort of like not too bothered about it anymore. I think I, I said I did it f- for a couple of years, and it was reasonably often, probably like once a month. Uh, and I know to some that wouldn't be often at all, but, uh, you know, but then once I did that, it just, I don't know, you know, the enjoyment for me isn't so much there. And, uh, nowadays I couldn't imagine staying out for as long as I used to, cause, uh, where I was living, the clubs were open till like five, six in the morning. So, you know, I was very much normally up till, you know, sunrise. Yeah. Like I said, couldn't imagine doing that now. But it's obviously it, it, you know, a lot of people enjoy it, and uh, good for them. And obviously yourself. But you mentioned so we talked about uni, um, and so once you finish that degree, what what have you gone on to do since? Um, so I'm now doing a, a master's degree in um, youth mental health at, at Birmingham which right. is is quite quite similar um yeah not not as um enjoyable as, as my previous degree like there's um I, f- I feel like I learned a lot more in like four years obviously than you do in two years but sure <clears throat> enjoyable so you said you said uh uh two years there um uh, are you doing um, yeah, masters part time? Yeah, okay. it's normally a year. But... Was there a particular reason that you decided to do part time? Um, I I I find it really really hard to work like under pressure. So like, um, like we we had we, like because we'd have if I did it full time, we'd have to we'd have to do like four modules a semester, and I'd find that really hard. So I split it into two years. So I've now got two modules every every semester. That's fair. Uh, so alongside that, like, is there anything else you've been doing? Um. Are you volunteering? No, I, I'm. I'm no. hoping to do that um, next year. Okay. When the pandemic sort of, like, when, when things are more sort of back to normal a bit. Sure. Yeah, I'm hoping to volunteer. And but I haven't yet. Okay, and I know you mentioned you're from Birmingham, so are you 
living with your family or you on your own? No, um, I live in student accommodation with my friend who's also studying here. Okay. Um, which is which is really nice actually, as we've made it. It's really nice to like sure. live together sure. and. Um, are they are they uh, blind as well, or are they fully able? Um, yeah, she's blind. We, we met at um, NCW. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and do you? As far as you two living together, because some, I guess, some people may wonder, you you get on all right with that. There's no like issues. No, um, no, we 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 get we get on um really well. Like, cause we're we 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 both we're both very laid back, so that that helps a lot. Sure. Um, yeah. I was just wondering, as far as like, do you have like your like sit um set space i guess to like make sure you have your like your own things and like you know where they are and all that kind of thing well we, we have our own our own flats because it, it, it's studio flats um so, we, so yeah. everyone has their own flat um and we, we just see each other a lot okay yeah. that's that's fair enough so when it comes to hobbies we sort of talked about clubbing but earlier you mentioned about traveling yeah um, I, I love traveling I love learning about different cultures and learning languages mm-hmm. um, like yeah is that a case of um, is that something you've been very much into from an early age Definitely, yeah. Um, I've never studied them formally, apart from um, French and German in, in, in school. But I, I've always loved, and I've always been fascinated with other languages and learning sure. at least like some vocabulary. Um, How good are yeah. you with your French and German? <laughs> now, um, not great. It's been about like. Mm, eight years or so yeah so yeah not not great now That's um fair. i'm really interested in spanish though um cool and greek have you have you been to spain france germany uh yeah i've been to um spain on holiday with my friends and um, i went to see friends in germany as well nice is that like so you've what traveled on your own yeah, so my my um, first solo flight was to Germany, and then it sort of carried on from there, really. Um, and that's from so I assume you tra- you flew from Birmingham. Yeah. Okay. I've also flown to Belgium and um, nice Spain and. Yeah. and, and but and I, I I find um, flight assistance is often far better than train assistance um, yeah that's fair in my experience that's uh, really good I mean I can't really because I've only I've technically only done two flights on my own as far as flying to Malaysia and back uh, so I mean all I can say is that they were they both went well from my perspective like you said I thought the assistance was pretty good and you're yeah. saying there you've you've never had an issue with it? Um, so far, 
um, I, 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 I probably will now next time I go, I go <laughs> flying. But so far, no, it's been, it's been really good. That's good stuff. And like you mentioned, a few countries there you've been to. Have you managed to go out of uh, Europe yet? Um, only, only, to, only to Turkey, but not by myself. Um, on family holidays. Mm. Um, but no, I, 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 I'd, I'd quite like to go out of Europe. Um, not sure where though. Oh, Definitely gonna... America at some point. But... Any particular states? Um, possibly California, because it's really sunny and I, I, I love the sun. Right. Um, I love country music, so any anywhere where that is. Sure, that's that's fair enough. And I, so when it comes to trying, because because I'm I'm not a big traveler, and when I talk to people about it, I normally, you know, make a joke about not being able to sightsee. Uh, but I guess for yourself, is it? as someone who's you know also blind is it just a case of you know the i don't know is there like some sensation that you get from the culture around you just listening to the different language is it like those kind of things is what you enjoy absolutely yeah like it is it, everything really it's like the atmosphere it's um yeah, it's like listening to all the people. It's um, walking around. I I, 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 don't, I don't like um, sightseeing really, no. um, unless like it's really interesting. So, um, well, often on holiday, on holiday to Greece, um, mm -hmm. we went to Spialonga for a day trip. Um, and that was really interesting because it, it used to be the um, left colony, right. uh, which I found fascinating. So that was really, really interesting. But like, I, I don't like, I don't normally like um, sightseeing, but there's, this, there's, there's still a lot you can experience, even though you can't see something. Oh yeah, sure. No, that's fair. I think, like you said, I think there is more to it. Yeah, no, you know, there are, I've, you know, come across a few people who, you know, are like us, uh, blind and who also enjoy it. So I'm very much aware that it isn't just a sightseeing specific thing. Yeah. Uh, and at, at some point, um, I'm going to Fiji because I, I was supposed to go last year right. um, for a project. Um, so that, that, that'll be really interesting. Sure, no, well, yeah. good luck with that whenever it happens. Thank you. Uh, I guess to uh, also talk about another hobby, uh, when you were at, I guess, uh, any there's a society that you were a part of at uni that uh, relates. Am I correct with the uh, um, musical theatre, was it? Yeah, so I was part of um, two societies at um, my yeah. previous uni, and um, one of them was like an international society where like everyone from like different cultures can meet, including like 
um, British students and international students. Um, it was really good. It lasted for like a year, like a year and a half. Um, nice. And the, the, the people, because I was on the committee for that and the people they were also on the committee with, um, we're, we're still friends to this day. So that's really nice. Cool. Um, and I was also part of a musical theatre society, um, which I also really enjoyed. Um, although I, <laughs> I was always in the chorus, but I don't mind that. It was really enjoyable, really fun. I met lots of really lovely people. Sure. Have you like traveling have you been a musical theatre fan, fan from a early age uh yeah I, I love musicals um i saw my first musical at 11 and nice um yeah i i, I love musicals cool uh what ones have you watched um lemmy's blood brothers phantom um i'm going to see six in september um Evan Hampton, which is quite a new one. Nice. Mm. And are these normally with audio description? Um, yeah. Nearly all of them, except um, Dear Evan Hampton, which was surprising considering it was it was supposed to be running for like five months, and it um, it all the time it didn't have audio description at all, uh, which was really disappointing. But sure. Because yeah. it just enhances that the show so much. Like, like as mm. you can see, you can you get to know what's happening, even though you can't see it. Yeah. No, I get that. I mean, I think so. No, as far as musicals, I've only watched three. Them being. Uh, Lion King, We Will Rock You, and Wicked. Uh, yeah, Wicked's good. But as far as uh, the first show I ever watched on stage was actually a you know performance of Lord of the Rings in London. <laughs> but more recently, uh, my wife and I, uh, a couple of years ago now, uh, watched uh, Harry Potter and the Cursed Child, and. That was the first time I've ever seen a, a theatre performance with audio description. Didn't know it was an option before, to be honest. And like, yeah, and, and like you said, because uh, I'm a big f- film fan, and I've talked about it uh, on previous episodes. Where and watching audio description like really does make a difference. So obviously, there's a lot of old films that don't have audio description. Um, yeah. And, you know, I can still enjoy those films. And I imagine, like, yeah, like I don't know, like with the musical that you watched without all description, did you still enjoy it? Oh, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. But it's just, it's on another level when you manage to watch it, you know. Yeah. With the description. It really is. Yeah. It really is. That's fair. Uh, and did you, because I know uh, when we went to watch Cursed Child, uh, we did the uh, touch tour uh, beforehand. Did you manage to do any? Have you ever managed to do that? Um, yeah, yeah, for um, quite um, a few of them, which is really, really good. Because um, you can go like backstage, you can get to look at the costumes. Yeah. Um, you get to like you, you get to like see the, the the staging of it. 
sure. No, definitely. And it, it was a it was a fun thing to do. It was, you know, also being able to talk to some of the actors who came out to see uh, people. At least when the one did it for Cursed Child. Oh yeah. But uh, hey, that's really yeah, that's fair. What's of the musicals you've watched? Then, like, what would you say is your favourite? Um, Les Mis, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. It's, Have you? It's about the French Revolution, but also yes. it's a love triangle, and it's the the songs are just amazing. So, yeah. That's fair enough. I met. I've never uh, watched the musical or the film. I, and I mean, I don't know if you're. The, the film's awful. Don't no. watch the film. <laughs> Not a good adaptation. Yeah, no, it's it's, it's terrible. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Uh, that, that's fair enough. I know. I know. It, I don't know. It did have its fans and people like yourself who weren't too keen. But no. you know, are there are there any musicals that you know you are. Uh, are really keen to watch like on your bucket list. I know you mentioned you've you've got one uh, was it six for September. Yeah. Um I'd like to see the the um the waitress. Um nice. that'd be good to see. Um I'd like to see um E Vita again um as that's a good musical um nice. that's a decent list to have <clears throat> but uh I guess as we're uh, coming uh towards the end of uh, this episode I know we've uh, discussed uh, your blindness but we I know you were wanting to talk about us uh, something else yeah so um i have a stammer Mm -hmm. which as you can tell today has been um quite well like reasonably kind of um quite quite bad Uh, it's it's not um yeah um some 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 days are more fluid than others. Today isn't one of them. Um, yeah, so I've had I've had a stammer like ever since I was little. So when I first learned to talk, um, right. And yeah, um, Did it, is it connected to? Was it connected to your premature birth? Um, I don't. I don't think so. No. Um, but I haven't. I haven't Find anyone else who is who is blind and also has a stammer, so that'd be really interesting. Right. Um, no, definitely. Because it, it it can be really hard when you can't see and you also can't. Because being blind, especially with with travelling, I've noticed this quite a lot. Um, mm-hmm. If train assistance for whatever reason uh, doesn't turn up, you have to sort of ask someone to like um for um directions or sure. um 
if, 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 if you need some help, you sort of have to ask for that. Whereas if you can see, it's, it's a lot easier just to like travel. Definitely. Um, but that can be really hard in terms of stammering because um, sometimes I'm really, really disfluent and it's, it's really hard to actually physically say, like, can I, can I have some help here? Like, right. So, yeah, that can be really hard. Um, but it definitely fluctuates. Okay. That makes sense. So is it sorry, like the way it is now that like you mentioned uh, some days are better than others, has it always been that way, you know, for as long as you can remember, or was there a point where it was a lot worse when growing up? Um, yeah, there was a point where um, it was really bad in my first year of uni and in my second year of of school of um, new college as I went there for three years yeah um yeah that there the, 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 the was a point where um yeah it was really bad and um, to, to the point where like I um couldn't really speak apart from like in school when I when I had to um which is really sure strange because it was boarding school so like I I would see my friends like all the time mm-hmm. um and then there was a point I, th- I think it was like for two months where i couldn't um couldn't do that okay and that was do you know if there's any particular reason that caused it at those times to be worse than usual like i don't know if stress is a um, thing is a factor um yeah, I, I mean, the, the the only sort of thing I could think of was um, we, we had to do a presentation and right. I find presentations um, really hard. And I, I know that some people with um, with stammers don't and can, can do them quite well. Um, I sometimes can, but this sure. particular one was um, quite hard. Um, so I think that sort of started it off. Um, right. But... Um, for me, it, it, it isn't usually. Um, it isn't usually um, made made worse by how I'm feeling. Um, right. Like if if, I, if I'm really 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 anxious, then I probably won't be able to say anything. But that's that's quite rare, and it, it normally isn't brought on by stress it's just sort of like I, I can be really happy or really excited and still not be able to say anything so right okay has it like have you ever had any uh, speech therapy classes I know that's something that will often uh, be given to people who have stammers um, yes yeah, so I've had it twice I had it once when I was 12 and I had it again when I was um, 17 okay um, and the, the the first time wasn't that great though because um she didn't she didn't have a stammer she was just a speech therapist and she um she just got me to like say certain words which is pointless because um well when you have a stammer there are there are certain letters that you find harder and certain words you find harder Mm -hmm. but um that 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 can fluctuate obviously depending on how bad your stammer is so sure. um 
getting me getting me to say certain words isn't isn't useful because I I there, there 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 will be times where I'll be able to say them fluently and other times where I can't. Right. Um, then the second time was sort of the same thing. Um, and and then then it got to a point where like I wasn't stammering at all with her, and she was like, "Oh well, you're not stammering with me, so um, I think you're you're you don't need it anymore, and that's not useful either." No. Um, but yeah, I I I, I <laughs> this this may be a very unpopular opinion, but um, if if speech therapy works for you, that's great. But I don't think because it. It seemed to be with mine that they were sort of trying to make me more fluent, but I don't think that we we shouldn't be doing that. We shouldn't be making people more fluent. It should just be thought of as um, as a different way of speaking. Like we shouldn't need to be more fluent than we are. Sure. So I know you you, you specifically spoke about when you were twelve. So I'm guessing by what you're saying, it wasn't much better when for the sessions you had when you were 17 um no not really um it, it was sort of a, a similar thing like she just got me to say like certain words um oh. but I, I i know that speech therapy works really well for some people which which is great yeah no that's fair enough I can imagine, um, you know, it, I guess, try to say that, I can imagine it's, uh, can add to, uh, difficulties, you know, it can cause difficulties. Um, yeah, definitely. Um, so like, I, cause I, well, I've mentioned about going to a blind school, mm-hmm. um, but yeah. like I have, I have really, uh, really supportive friends, they're blind as well. Um, but they're they're really supportive and um, that's good. Just wait for me to say what I need to say because um, when you can when when I'm around sighty people and I like my, my main form of stammering is is blocking where I open my mouth and I can't say anything. But if right. you can see, you, you'd you'd see I was doing that. And um, obviously, with a load of blind people, <laughs> no one can see. So, like, for them, it's just it's silence. Sure. Um, which I've never really asked them, but it must be really hard from their perspective because, like, sometimes it's hard to tell if I've heard what you've said or if I'm just struggling to say something. Um, but that my friends are, are really good and like do wait. Um, well, yeah, that's that's very good. Yeah. And yeah, I could imagine, like you said, for someone who's totally blind or like got very little sight, they're probably at least when they first meet you, especially, it would be a bit confusing. But, yeah, definitely. But yeah. you know, as your friends uh, from you know New College was to demonstrate, you know, it's something you. Uh, you know, can learn quite quickly, and yeah, it's not that you know, it's not too much of a, it's not that much of a problem, really, is it? No, not at all. Yeah, well, that's 
Good stuff. Uh, I think uh, we've uh, managed to cover a nice amount. Liv, I don't know if you had anything, you know, specific you wanted to bring up before we wrap it up. Um, no, I think we've covered quite a lot there. Yeah. No, that's uh, good stuff. So, well, thank you again for joining me. Yeah. Thank you for for um, having me on. It's been it's been really good. Enjoyed no, it. I'm glad to hear, uh, and I hope uh, for those listening that they have enjoyed it as well. Well, that was a very informative chat. Hopefully, you found it educational and somewhat entertaining. You can follow me on Twitter at the Blind Brennan. Send an email to theblindbrennan at gmail.com or join the Facebook group Listen With Your Eyes. If you can like, share and rate the podcast, that would be very much appreciated. You've been listening with your eyes and you'll hear us again next time. (laughs) 